you got a new episode. Um, remember, like, square, like, share, subscribe, download on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere where you do your bullshit, YouTube, all that. Um, we got a pretty exciting episode today. We have uh, Chris Slater and Damian Norris and Chris Stewart, who run the Alabama Strongman. It's their 10th anniversary, and we figured it'd be a good way to uh, get it out there to all the competitors, people who want to come watch, put a podcast down the video talking about the growth of the event the past 10 years, where it started, where it's going, and uh, talk about some of the events that are going to be there today. So if you want to start kind of just where it started, or maybe let's talk about where you guys start strongly. Let's start with you, Chris, and then Damien, then we'll go to you, Chris, then you go right into the Alabama stuff. Sounds good. So where uh, so where we started? Yeah. So uh, let's see. So for me, and, and our, Damien and my story is kind of, kind of similar, so... Um, we uh, we started lifting at the YMCA, right? That's where we were training individually. We didn't we didn't really know each other, and uh, we both were lifting fairly heavy for a YMCA, you know. So uh, we kind of got paired up in there, uh, started training together, um, just heavy lifting. And then uh, I can't remember where we saw it. Uh, we saw a flyer or, or something for an Alabama strongman. I think it was ASM three on Facebook. I think I think it was ASM like three. So right after Slater got it, got it kicked off and started, so we uh, we went to check it out. Showed up in Gulf Shores that day and uh, watched, went and watched ASM three. And, and at the end of it, we were like, "Well, shit, you know, we can, hell, we can do that." Yeah. And uh, and then got hooked up with Slater um, after the contest. Talked to him a little bit, and at the time, he had his Alabama Strength facility over there in Foley, and uh, that's kind of where where we got started. We uh, we started with Slater at Alabama Strength and, and started training strongman. Um, and I think our very first competition was Mob City. Uh, oh Lord, seven or so years ago now. Yeah. So. 14, 15, <clears throat> around there. So, and it's kind of uh, we've just kind of kept on from there. So, the last seven or eight years, we've we've uh, trained and uh, competed, um, and we've I think we both uh, we both have done more than we ever thought we would in the strongman world when we started. Yeah. Uh, being able to, you know, qualify for Static Monsters, uh, you know, and do that thing. Uh, and then the, the big one for us would be OSG, you know, World's Strongest Masters, uh, you know, in Daytona. Uh, we both qualified and been able to do that twice. Um, so for a Masters athlete, I think that's probably the, I guess that would be probably the pinnacle uh, of a four Masters athlete. We've been able to do that twice so far. And, uh, no, uh, you know, no signs of slowing down yet. So as long as uh, as long as my body will let me continue to do it, we're gonna we're gonna do it. So, um, that's kind of my story. Um, Hi, Damien. Yeah. About um, like Chris said, <clears throat> the way we started between me and him together is about the same. Uh, we got over there with Slater, and we talked to him in a second, and we had a, we had no clue. There's just there's never been strong men in the South. He brought it down from Michigan for us here in South Alabama. Uh, you know, people played with it over the years, and we got down there with him and never imagined we would have fell into the situation with him, not only being a great coach, he was just so knowledgeable about the sport and the just the forms and the techniques, and he had the equipment, you know, come out of his pocket personally. He purchased, and just he had an open-door gym down there, man. He just he wanted to get the sport down here, and he sacrificed his time and family and money to – grow the sport at Alabama Strength, so we all started going down with him, and man, it just, it's, and as you know from in here at Amp Performance, it's not like powerlifting per se or any other sports, it's 
you, know, you get over training, somebody don't have nothing. Even in comps, it's just like a family. It's more family-oriented sport. You know, I mean, you're competing, and you want the guy you're competing against to do just as well as you do. You know, it ain't. It's not like football where you got separate teams and you're playing against each other. Even though you're competing against each other, you're still wanting everybody to do well. It seems still. like uh, strongman and CrossFit are the only two kind of iron sports that are like that. You know, like once you finish the line, you're going back to cheer on the other people. Where everything else, it's like, fuck them. Like I want to beat their ass. I don't care. Yeah. But strongman, like. If somebody's struggling and there's like ten seconds left, everybody's on the line like cheering for him, clapping for him. Absolutely. You know, yeah. Either deadlift or pull, you know, pull the yoke through the line, things like that. Yeah, and that's yeah. what, um, you know, which Slater he, I mean, like, I mean, I've told him over the years, me and Chris both, how fortunate we was to not only run into somebody about the sport, but him being so knowledgeable and just open to train people. I mean, did we ever pay you anything for training? I mean, it was just. I mean, we'd drop our payroll drop-in fees, but there wasn't no, like, I mean, you know, it wasn't, he just didn't, he didn't put money first. He wasn't like, you know, I'm in this to. Sounds like he's got an invoice coming. Right. Yeah, right. no doubt, right. But um, anyway, it just, it, it took off from him knowing what to do and how to do things and to get to where he was at. You know, because when, when we get to, to nationals and the, the Static Monsters Worlds and OSG, World's Strongest Masters, I mean, you don't know where you're at when you get there. Then when you get there and you're like, okay, we we obviously know a little bit. About, yeah. you know, obviously not a lot, but we he prepared us enough our first year when we went. We we both finished top 20 in our first year, you know. Yeah. And, you know, he gets a lot of credit from that or not all the credit. You know, yeah. we, he obviously didn't lift the weights, but without his knowledge oh, and, man. you know, what we learned over the past, what, eight years, nine, whatever years. Yeah. Um, you know, you watch videos, YouTube stuff, whatever, but. It comes down to having somebody right there, you know, yeah. telling you to pick the shit up. Yeah. I mean, that's Before we get to Chris, line, you, uh, either y'all, like, remember, you know, was it, like, a specific lift or, like, a movement or something that, like, where you knew you were hooked? Because, I mean, I, I did CrossFit for a while, and I know exactly. I mean, I can go back to the workout that I was like, yeah, this is for me. And then getting into Olympic stuff, you know, I mean, you know – like was there was there a moment like you just like or like an event that y'all saw yeah like was there was ESPN or like you went to the Alabama and just watched or like fuck so I, I think uh, I think for me and, and Damien can can give his uh, take on it so for me at ASM the first one we went and watched I think for me there was a there was a car deadlift I'm not mistaken and uh, I think for me it was the car deadlift probably yeah you know to see to see those people you know men and women both uh, go strap up and, and grab and grab a frame yeah and uh, and actually pick a car up off the ground and to see it move. Uh, I yeah. think for me, that's what hooked me to strong man. I'm like, that's cool as shit. Yeah, I want to grab, you know, I want to do that. Yeah, you know, I want to, I want to pick cool shit up and and people watch you and they're like, oh sh- shit, he just picked up a car, you know. Yeah, I don't know if there was a better iron sport ever made for TV. Oh yeah, because it's you know it, it's always like something cool, right? You yeah. know. Yeah, that's and for me, like to, talking about the lift. I think it was the variation. You know, maybe not so just one lift. You know. Come to the gym, you bench, quad, deadlift, dumbbells, you know, your typical whatever, any yeah. gym in the world. But when you get into strongman, you know, from the Atlas Stones to the car deadlifts, I mean, they're in, like the press. You never press a bar. It's always a sandbag or, you know, an axle or a log or, you know, now there's stone presses. Just the variations is what got my attention yeah. so much, you know. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, more so than just one. But like Chris said, you know, ain't nothing. Nothing cooler than watching my pickup cars or, <laughs> you know, big round concrete balls. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, it's it just it's pretty cool. 
Yeah, it's interesting. We found this huge rock. Pick it up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. When you're looking at steel in the back, you pass on the interstate, you see a trailer full of steel or something, and, you know, they're thinking about going to the scrap yard, and you're thinking, damn, what can we make out of that? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's the truth. Yeah, that's and I think it. everybody's looked at those uh, big red balls outside Target going, I'd like yeah, to try to pick that up. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's that way? <laughs> All right, where'd you get started, Slater? Kind of just from the beginning, since you brought it down here whenever you moved to Alabama from uh, Michigan and then kind of go right into uh, the first Alabama. Like, what was your thought process? Yeah. Um, first of all, thanks for having me. I appreciate uh, appreciate the time. This is a cool opportunity. Um, I got started, and I was thinking the other day, I was like, when did I do my first comp? Um, but it, looking back, it was 2008 when I started. Um, I was actually getting ready to do a bodybuilding show because um, I got done wrestling. I wrestled at Eastern Michigan University, and so I wanted something to be competitive still and, and still compete. Um, and so the, the trainer, the head, the guy that owned the gym was like, do a bodybuilding show. I was like, all right. So I got trained, and then I got sick about four weeks out, screwed up my whole prep and everything. I was like, well, screw this. I'm, I'm, not, I'm done. <laughs> After cutting weight so much for wrestling and stuff, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm done. And then so there was a flyer for a strongman show, local strongman. It was NAS back at that time. Um, and it was not, he didn't have all the weight classes. It was, it was middle or it was a lightweight at the time. So it was 231 and heavyweight. There was two weight classes. That was it. Um, there was no novice. There was no, it was, it was it. Yeah. Just two open classes. And so I was talking to the guy at the gym. I was like, Hey, can I do this? He goes, why not go try it? I'm like, all right. Well, I didn't, I've never touched a log before. There was a log press. There was a, uh, semi pole farmers. It was natural stones. We had a natural stone load, and I've never touched any of this stuff. Uh, the guy at the gym, he welded two handles on um, two barbells for farmer's carries. Talk about <laughs> hard farmer's carries, yeah. long and wow. hard. Oh, my God. Um, that didn't come out right. But <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's how I – and so I was like, all right. So I tried it, and then there was another guy at the gym that signed up, and he was kind of an ass, and so I was like – I don't care if I don't – I'm not going to finish last, and I'm not going to lose to that guy. Those were my only two goals. I didn't want a zero, and I, I wasn't going to lose to that guy. And uh, I, didn't, I didn't lose to that guy. He, uh, he finished 10th. I finished 9th. Um, and I was like, all right, well, cool. And then um, I came back the next year and did it again and took third. And I was like, all right, well, maybe I can do this. And then so I went from doing one comp, and the next year I did two. There was uh, a comp down in Ohio that I went, and uh, I took second down there. But, shoot, I, like down at that one, I'd never touched a yoke before. And to see how I did a log, it was, ooh, it was ugly. <laughs> Glad it wasn't cell phone videos. That oh, time. yeah, it was, it, was, it was ugly how it went. But, but shoot, and then that's kind of how I got hooked. And you, you asked about what event was it. Yeah. It was pulling a semi. Because I remember sitting up there going, can I even move this thing? And then after you see a couple people in front of you, like, all right, they're moving it. Like, okay, well, it can be done. And that was like, that's it. That's cool. That's awesome, man. So doing the semi. So that's how I got started. Um, I moved out to Maryland for a little while. And the guy at the gym was like, you know, he goes, just start picking up some equipment. He goes, you can get a little crew going. Doesn't cost you much money. Well, he said it didn't cost you much money. (laughs) You know, being a gym yeah. owner, how much equipment actually costs, and you guys now know too. Yeah. Um, starting to piece this stuff together. This stuff's not cheap, um, but and that's kind of what I went on Craigslist. I, I found a beat up yoke um, that I still have uh, that had it was a big uh, cut in the middle of it. I had uh, one of my old wrestlers 
dad welded it for me just to kind of keep it together. And I got a log. I did buy a log. Um, and that's kind of where I started. I got a stone mold, and I just slowly got equipment um, in there. But then when we decided to move down here in Alabama, um, there wasn't – Strongman Corp didn't have a state chair at all. And I was like, I'd like to put on a competition and just do something different. It's not down here. Let's see if we can get something going. Um, and so I did that. So I, I contacted Dion at the time. She's the CEO of Strongman Corp. And I was like, hey, I'd like to, what would, it, what would I need to do to be a state chair in Alabama? She goes, well, um, you got to put on a contest. You got to bring us in so we can kind of see you run it and then go from there. I was like, all right. So I had to fly her in, put her up and everything. So I, I had this comp set just with the equipment that I had. I had some farmer's handles. Uh, I had a card. Uh, um, at the time, I would go over every once in a while over to uh, uh, Milton. They had some strongman stuff over there in a the crew that I would go once once a month or once or twice a month over there. Um, and so they let me borrow some stuff, and that's kind of how I got started doing it. We put on our first first contest. It was in November. Um, I had 14 guys sign up for this thing. And we moved it. Why? I don't, I don't know. To August. Okay. I'm just <laughs> – August, November, a little different there. Because, because it wasn't hot enough in November, oh, I, I figured we need to be a little warmer. Additional challenge. Um, yeah, we, pro- we solved that problem. Well, here, here's another question before we go further on about the, uh, the first comp. When you moved down here, because you came from Michigan and Maryland, and I'm from up north, I'm from Virginia, so the lifting is different up there than it is down here. Like, when you moved down here, were you shocked that there was, like, no strong man, the power lifting, just, like, it was weird. Like, sports are huge, but, like, minus, like, football, baseball, like, were you kind of like, man, what the fuck's going on with – all the iron sports, or just in general, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, just when I came down, like I was at, um, I was at a Y, like I had my stuff in a storage unit down by the airport in Gulf Shores where I would have to literally pull it out into the parking lot, train, and then put it up. It was more work to pull the equipment out and put yeah. it back yeah. than yeah. it was the actual yeah. train. Yeah. Um, but like nobody, it was just these little, little commercial gyms, nothing, like you couldn't use chalk in any of them. And it was like, yeah. what? So there wasn't, I was like, where can I train? To do this, well, yeah, it was weird because up in Maryland, with you up by, because I was up by Philly and all that stuff. There's comps all over the place, oh, yeah. and there's plenty of places to train. Yeah, but you come down here, I was like, wow, where, what's going on? No, and it's still kind of, it's a lot bigger now since you know you've been doing this for ten, 10 years. The strongman's growing down here, but like with the weightlifting, it's still slow. And I feel like powerlifting, I mean, it's only up in North Alabama and like you know the Pensacola area. I mean, in Mobile, it's still like, man, what's going on? Like when I was in middle school, high school, there was guys training West Side at the YMCA. Yeah. So like I was like. I saw that at a young age, and I got down here, and I was like, there's no weightlifting, there's no powerlifting. Like, what, what the fuck are we doing? You think, Omni? you think it has anything to do with the weather? Like, you know, it's, it's, we get two seasons hot and hotter. Um, I say that on a cold day, but, you know. <laughs> but up north, you know, it, it's cold. It, you know, you can't be outside doing stuff, so, you, you know, you're going to be drawn know. into the gym yeah. more. I think I – think, Because uh, I, I was going to ask, like – when you, I mean, he he started in 08, then he moved down here, and it wasn't here. But I remember watching World's Strongest Man stuff yeah. as a kid no, yeah. on here. ESPN. So this is what I think, and you can elaborate on this, like from growing up in Michigan and play, wrestling in college in Michigan, that football is big everywhere. But, like, down here, it's like ride-or-die football. Like, if high school coaches lose a season or two, like, they're fired. We're in Virginia, like, it's big, but it's not, like – the same you know what i mean like everything is thrown straight in the football and baseball and maybe volleyball now down here whereas like the other states minus like texas and florida i don't think it's the same do you think that could I, be it i agree with you 100 percent. since um i'm a head wrestling coach down here 
Um, and you can tell that, I mean, the state of Alabama, they, it's football. I mean, that is their that is yeah. their pride and joy. It is football first and everything else second. Yeah. Um, and I, I agree with you. But going, I think um, even Michigan, they had a club high school powerlifting thing. Yeah. Um, you look at Mississippi. They even have it. They have, that's a, that's a high school sport yeah. in Louisiana. And I think Mississippi this year, they had, I want to say it was like 700 athletes I believe competing in their state have, meet. We have, um, when Aaron and Trinity came in, um, they said they competed in powerlifting in high school. I thought they just competed. But it was like their school sport. Yeah. And then in Florida, they have weightlifting teams where I think it's clean and bench press. It may be fresh. Yeah. It's something weird, but, like, they compete in weightlifting. But they have, like, a power clean, a bench press, and some sort of squat variation. Alabama, it's hard. To, I mean, you know, it's hard to get these kids to dress out for gym class. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Shannon's daughter, she was uh, – a good friend of ours that recently passed away. His daughter was a big power lifter there in, in uh, West Florida. Yeah. yeah. It's just slow. It's like football's king down here, and then after high school football and Alabama football, it's like people just don't want to do anything. I, I mean, Jeff, uh, he did make a good top, you know, good point. It, there's between the river systems and the gulfs and, yeah. you know, I mean, there's just a million things other to do. Down yeah, that's this like way. you come in on a Friday, like there's nobody here. There's, there's no kids' class. There's nothing. Nobody comes in except the people that want to train. Yeah. Like, you're just coming for exercise. Like, well, see you see you Monday. Right. Well, I had, when I was, uh, when, I, when I first moved down there, I was training, I was doing some personal training. I was over in Fairhope, and I had a client one time said, we were scheduling out for the week. She goes, I can't do Friday in the afternoon because that's when I start drinking wine. <laughs> <laughs> Honest to God, that's what she told me. I was like, I don't know what to do with that. It's like, can you do the morning? She goes, I, I got to get the kids to school. I'm like, okay, you do you. <laughs> so it's just different. It, it is. This isn't for you. <laughs> that's funny. All right, so that, that, that's what I thought was going to be your thought as well with everything down here being not from the state. Um, so let's talk about your first event then. Like how did it go, the hiccups, uh, the good, the bad, um, the emotions? Because I know like the first time you run something, if it's big or small, like something's going to go wrong, you, you, you're going to have to – Fix stuff on the fly. Events may not run correctly. It may have just been you having to judge everything. Like, you know, you, like I don't know. Like, how was it the first time? Because nobody's really, like I said, nobody did anything down here. Yeah, I think I had, I had like four people to help me. Yeah. Um, and then Dion was there. She said I could help judge or, or whatever she needed me to do. But she, I think, helped judge one event, and then she was sitting down. So, <laughs> whatever. Um, but I think from the get-go, um, and – and these guys know, too, like, I mean, we're always kicking around ideas. What can go wrong? Um, I did that from day one. I, was, I tried to have a plan. Yeah. All right, what, what could happen? Because at the time we did a farmer's event, and I was worried about the clips falling off because it was a front-loaded yeah. farmer's as opposed to being on top. And I was like, well, if the clips, what do I do? And yeah. so I put, like, three clips on these things to make sure they sure didn't they fall didn't come off. Because yeah. um, I'm sure at that time they probably didn't have axle clips. That, or they did, but they weren't easy to find. Because, you know, like, some of the farmers, like, the actual pipe is a little bit bigger. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, I, and there was no pro. I didn't have any pro locks or yeah, like, I mean, <laughs> anything like in. that. So I had to climb them down as best I could. Um, but the first one I did, we, I paired up with uh, a guy that did a push-pull meet. Okay. And he just didn't have very many people do it. Um, and that was a lot of work for him to get his stuff there. In there. And nobody's really sure. Yeah, it, it, he had a few people um, do it, but there wasn't. And so I was trying to make it bigger that way. Yeah. 
um, having two events going on and everything. So as he he probably had maybe 15, 20 guys do it um, from there. But again, it, it was, for the most part, it went it went really well. I, I kept it simple with the equipment that I had. I, that wasn't changing a bunch of weights. Um, I think it was a log. It was a farmer's car deadlift, um, a keg carry, and uh, a stone over bar. And it actually went really well. Um, it was overcast, so I was worried about the weather. Matter of fact, the day before when I was dropping my equipment off, I was testing the car deadlift by myself in the pouring down rain because <laughs> I had to get this tested and figure out where it's going to be. And, and with car deadlifts, you're like, you don't know. I mean, yeah. it could be really light. People are going to get 25 reps, so they're going to get three. Yeah. Um, and it ended up being a little bit lighter, but it actually went really smooth with only 14 guys. I mean, not a whole lot can go, go, too. go too terribly wrong. Um, Dion was very impressed with how everything went. She said it was very organized, went things well. And that was more or less what she was concerned with, make sure it was organized and was, um, things like that. Your first one, was has it always been at the Hangout? Yes. Oh. Yep. Um, my wife's sister um, had a contact at the Hangout. And then so she asked – and of course, these guys didn't know what the what the hell was they were getting yeah. into. <laughs> like they have, what what are what are we doing? What are we doing here? And I'm like, and I I was trying to explain it. And of course, they don't they don't know. Oh, yeah. And I was kind of like, you know how you see on ESPN, not like that, but um, yeah, that kind of version of that that Smaller kind of scale. thing. Um, and so like they're like, all right, but you're gonna need some insurance and and this kind of stuff. So they charge us a ridiculous amount for insurance after that but then after they saw it and they understood what we were doing that's when they got on board and they wanted to back it a little bit more well cool that's awesome because i mean like where it is now it's huge i mean you can't find a parking spot you have to park a mile away if you get there just to watch you know yeah i mean yes. it's slammed like there's constantly people in the restaurant and if people don't know what the hangout is i mean the people that own the hangout they own that whole street i feel like you know? oh but yeah they own everything yeah. down there but the hangout is like just the main about. is the main restaurant where just everybody eats, I guess, down there at the beach. But it's like it's constantly filled with people just watching the strongman. I mean, like it stays full the whole time. You can't get a table unless you come early. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's, um, yeah. it's a really, yes. really cool event. Well, it's not too big either to where everything is right. Yeah. And viewing this it's. Stuff. I've been very fortunate with them that again, you can't argue lifting at the beach. You can't do it. It's a perfect venue. There's bathrooms. If people want to drink, there's, they've yeah. got the bars there. They've got food there. There's stuff for the kids can do in the sand pits and things like that. They, shoot, they can go over to the beach itself. Um, it's, just, it's a perfect venue for well, us. And I think that's the same reason like yours is successful and then Beach Brawl at Pensacola is successful because it's at the beach. Yeah. Like, yeah. People are going to come to the beach. There's a they draw. May, yep. They yeah. may just come to the beach and all of a sudden they say, what is all that noise? What is going on? Mm-hmm. They come watch, and then now it's an every year thing they come watch. And that's yeah. great. They'll, they'll come out from the beach and say, hey, what's going on? And so they'll stick around and, and watch yeah. for a while. And that's really cool to see. And sometimes I get lost in, in things that are going on. I'm looking around and like, where the hell did all these people come from? Yeah. Good Lord, there's a lot of people sitting around. Another good thing, too, about, like, the beach and the, the way the comp runs is still in the in the vacation time of the year. Yeah. So you you can – if you're going to fly, you know, spend thousands of dollars of flying to a comp or drive eight, ten hours, yeah. you, you know, you can kind of piggyback a vacation off of it, and a lot it, of guys yeah. and girls do. So yeah. that's another cool thing about the Alabama. You can come down either a week early, which most stay after. Yeah. You come down and compete Saturday – you can take the next week off, and, and you're in one spot. You, you know, you can kind of get a vacation. Out of it. Yeah, and you can bring your family because, like Chris said, there's family tons friendly. of stuff for the – you can go compete, and your family can go to the beach instead of being stuck in a coliseum or a convention center somewhere where all you can do is watch a bunch of people you don't know lift, you know. So Alabama does open up a lot of doors for families to come down and be able to yeah. – 
do other things other than just sit and watch people live? I don't think uh, we've all competed in, in, in quite a few comps and, and you know, local and, and other states and all that. I don't know that I've ever been to another comp or competed in one at a better venue. Uh, there's just – yeah. To me, that's the best venue that I've ever and, and competed and or been I mean, a part all three of. of. All three of y'all have competed at big events. I mean, you've all competed at statewide, uh, worldwide, nationwide. Like, yeah. I mean, so that's saying something because y'all have competed at the highest level besides yeah. the ESPN. It's world's yeah. strongest man, you know? Yeah, and, they, and, they, and they, we've been to nice venues and well-ran competitions, obviously. But uh, as far as a cooler place, uh, you know, for competition, I don't, I, don't, I, I don't know if there is one. There's not one. There's not a better run comp either. I thought that was obvious. Especially, you know, when you see Damien halfway through, sweat, like, can't see his shirt. It's soaking wet, sweating, right. bitching, moaning. God dang. I can't, these people, they don't know what they're Somebody, doing. Somebody, somebody's got to relieve me. I got to eat. <laughs> I, I just try to live through the day. Like, yeah. That's my goal. Or he'll just disappear and sit in the bathroom because it's air conditioned in yeah. there. Yeah. He did that one year. He literally but pulled the, a stool in the bathroom and sat in there. Like, where did Dan go? Off, uh, I don't want to go too far and not, and not remember or forget. Slater's talking about that the first Alabama, you know, having 15, 20 people, four events, you know, one, two. This is just last year. I mean, we was at, at the hangout, same venue that he had number one at. And we had 140 people and four lanes for five different events. So, I mean, you know, that's national, yeah. you know, that's national type things, you know, and this is an amateur competition. Yeah. 140 so, competitors. 140 competitors, four lanes going from nine o'clock to four o'clock. Yeah. I'll say, and we were done and cleaned up by four o'clock. That's awesome. Absolutely. And nobody, you know, everyone had plenty of time between events. I mean, and like we sat there last year, it's like, what was it, April? Last year it filled up in April? Yeah. Did we make it to even make it to May? Well, yeah, that got, yeah but I was at, I was yeah. at 100, 100 people in April. How many people over the cap did you go last yeah, year? Yeah, like how, like since it's gotten so, let's, let's start there. Like when did it get big? Like when did you like, holy shit, like we have to not expand, but like I'm going to have to get more people to help. Like this is a much bigger event than I ever thought it would be. Still there. I mean, it's still growing. <laughs> like, like, yeah. what, like, what, like which one did you, like holy shit. We started at 14, then maybe went to 25, then all of a sudden, like maybe year three or four, you're like at 75. Well, that's kind of how it, and that's kind of how it went. And and, and Dion kind of says, you'll grow, you'll grow each year. You keep running good comps, you'll grow each year. And that's that's exactly what happened. I had 14 the first year. I think I had 38 year two. I think year three was right around maybe 60, and then it kept going up. From there, it, but honestly, this last year was like I was like, oh, like when we got like you said, we got to April and I had already meet, met my cap. I'm going, all right, this is a problem. It's a good problem, but it's a problem that we're gonna have to deal with. And that's when we decided we we, we need to go to four lanes. Man, that, uh, that's the only way we're gonna get through this. During COVID, that's that's incredible. Yeah, you know, so many other competitions and, and events and stuff. For well, and that's the thing too. They're hoping to just have it, and you're like. Wow, we have to expand. That's yeah. that's incredible. That man. COVID year, that first year of COVID, and we're like, I'm talking with the hangout. Are we still good to do this? And the guy's like, Yeah, we're good. We're outside. He goes, We're just not going to push it out on our stuff and promote it to try yeah. to get a bunch of people down here. I was like, That's fine. But we still had 75 people yeah. that wow. year yeah. come down. That year, and like I think that year, even I mean, you ran it really well, and I think you started late because of the rain or something, right? The year before the COVID year, yeah. Was that like you were supposed to start at eight, then start to eleven? Well, got, still- we got a little bit of a pop up shower there, yeah. and then yeah. we had a 
wipe everything down and then let everybody rewarm up. So we lost about, I would say, probably three hours. That was yeah. a three-hour turnaround yeah, that, was that we lost. that was a 9 o'clock year. Yeah. We, the band called us that year. No, that's what I'm saying, because yeah. then you're like, holy shit, we got to keep yeah. rolling because the band's about to get on stage and, like, y'all finished up good. And, like, this year, like I said, you expanded the four lanes. I mean, it was smooth, and it's just a better watch, too, when you have, like, four different, like, multiple things going on at once. Like, that's the one thing that kind of sucks about weightlifting is, like, all right, I'm sitting there, I'm watching a kid or a lady or whoever do a snatch clean jerk. I'm taking off the stage. It's quiet. There's golf claps. Like, yeah. fuck. I couldn't do that. You, I couldn't do that. You, so, like, when you go to a strongman or, like, even a CrossFit, it's like, yeah, with you guys, four people going at one time, multiple events going at one time, people screaming, cheering, music going loud, people cracking up in rains and monsters and bangs, people passing out. EMTs running around, other strongmen helping people up because they're EMTs. Like, it's just a much more visual, and a, a, a pleasing environment in sports, you know? Well, that's oh, what, and that, goes, and that goes back into what Damien was saying. It, I mean, it's a family. Everyone's cheering everybody on. Yeah. I mean, you get some assholes. You're just going to get that in yeah. strength sports. They're, but they're, in, in everything. Yeah. But they're, they're sports, few yeah. and far between. For the most part, everybody's cheering everybody on. Like you said, you want – you want to have everybody have their best day because yeah. that's when you want to say, hey, I won this, and everybody was at their best day. Yeah. yeah. And it's if, like you said, like I've, I've done a few powerlifting meets, and it's awful. Yeah. Like to sit there and wait for those flights <laughs> to finish up when you're sitting there going, holy cow. And, and powerlifting might be the worst because you have to go through, everybody has to do their squat, and everybody has. It's like powerlifting is like 15 hours long sometimes. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. You know? And some of these ones around here are big. Yeah. It's like, oh. It's yeah, not a, uh, and we've been fortunate, too. I mean, <sighs> Over the years, even just when we – because we, we transitioned, me and Chris transitioned from competitors to helping Chris yeah. at Alabama, which I never competed at Alabama. Chris did. Um, but, we, you know, when we started helping, we kind of start seeing the other side of the sport, you know, not just go train and compete, you know. Because this year, well, Alabama was over in August, and we take about a week or two, and then it starts talking for the next year. Yeah. I mean, it's, right. But we've been very fortunate – back where I was going over the years, the people we've met down here doing this have got to be such great friends. Yeah. To, to help, you cannot do this with three people. No. no. So, we, we, I mean, I know there's going to be some guys at the gyms that may listen to this, hopefully. But, you know, like Andrew, um, just, I kind of, there's so many. That's about um, it. Amanda and Rick, <laughs> you know, Amanda and Rick over years. Uh, I mean, all, all your wrestlers that come every year and help out. Yep. But then you yeah, got, you know, like Slater's wife, Katie. I mean, people don't see what she does, but without oh, yeah, her, there's have, a lot of stuff. I mean, you have the two ladies, I think, every year. I mean, one of them might be wife always putting the numbers in the computer. Yeah, yeah that's what I mean, like, you always have and people doing the computer yep. stuff. Yeah, then, like, his mom and dad flies down from Michigan. Like, you know, hadn't been down a couple years because of COVID, but, you know, it just takes so many people to get this thing to go off the ground. And then even, like, just with your gym, to give you some – you know, accolades as far as helping with weights. I mean, just yeah. being able to use things from here and then having the max out here to help. Yeah. So even just, even though you're not an actual, you're not influenced so much at helping with the comp, yeah. but without things that you have, well, it's four lanes aren't possible. Yeah. Like you just call them like, hey, we're going to use this. All right, just take yeah. this, this, this. Because and you don't have to worry about, fuck, we're going to find extra bars or plates. And, and that's a stress sometimes. Like when yeah. we said, all right, we're going to four lanes, we got to <laughs> find equipment for but, all this you know, stuff. I mean, that's that, what we did. But it was a... You know, a 15, 20-minute worry about things. We go, you know, hell, what are we using? Yeah. And then we talk to you, and, and we have unlimited access to what we need here. Yeah. But at the same time, 
if you if, if you need something from Slater, yeah. you know, you, he knows you know you're more than welcome to borrow yeah. anything or use anything for something you need from him. So that's what we've been fortunate enough to have, you know, great people in the in our strongman community here in South Alabama yeah. that comes out and helps and supports. I mean, from actually loading plates to putting in scores to borrowing equipment, you know, it's just it makes we didn't even have to think a whole lot about the four lane. Yeah. Whereas you know, you go somewhere else and somebody talks about doing four lanes, you know, maybe for one event you may have four farmer carries handles, yeah. but to have four lanes full of equipment, yeah. four judges, yeah. you, know, you got to have two to three people at each lane to help load and get ready for each, each athlete, you know, so that's, there's a lot to it, you know. And I don't know if everybody knows that everybody, everybody that comes out and helps Slater, uh, you know, the, obviously the people that are directly related to the competition know, but uh, these people are volunteering their time. Yeah. You know, Slater's not paying these people. There's no benefits to coming out there yeah. and running around in 102-degree heat in August, you know, <laughs> loading weights and moving equipment, you know, 600-pound uh, yokes that people drop halfway, and you got to oh, get that you, you got to get that, that damn yoke back to the starting line, you know. So everybody does this because, you know, they're big supporters of Slater and what he's doing, and uh, and they enjoy it. No, so, uh, and I can appreciate it, too, because you both you guys helped when we had the weightlifting meet. Yeah. And um, I know Chris had the biggest blunt of it, having to change weights the Awful. entire, <laughs> entire time. But, like, hey, like, you support the gym, you come, you help right. out, that's what you got to do, and right. it, it gives back, you know what I mean? Sure. Well, that's it right there. It's the giving back thing. People will say, how can I get back from the sport? Right? Putting on a competition, that's how you get back to the sport. Unless people do that, they don't understand what goes into that and what's all entailed. You will, you will work out – you will have more of a workout <laughs> – Helping at a comp than you actually do competing in the comp. It's actually easier to compete oh, in the no, comp. Like I said, when, I, when, we, when we're up there watching and I see you guys having to move the sandbags or the yokes or shoot, even when Mike's broke ass would come up with his broke leg and broke back. <laughs> <laughs> and carry, <laughs> carry you got to give a shout out to Mike. Mike Mike's a workhorse. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> carrying everything. All right, let's um let's go into this year, kind of um how many people you have signed up, uh thought process and then uh. Kind of if you want to go into the events, the order, and how you want to do them, and if, if you want to go over that, but uh, just kind of talk about this year. Sure. Well, again, this was the 10-year, so I, I want to do something different. I mean, I was kicking around with these guys, just some different ideas, because that's, and that's a problem, too, every year. is, And then they're starting to get – and, again, my, one of my goals when I started this was to grow the sport down here. So now we're having comps over here. Um, there's going to be a comp in uh, Montgomery this year, and uh, there's uh, – Rick and Amanda's having a comp in May, I believe. Um, Louisiana's starting to have some more yeah. comps in Mississippi. So it is growing down here. And, that, again, that was my goal when I started because it was not down here. There wasn't anything in Mississippi. There wasn't anything in Louisiana. It just it wasn't here. Um, and so that's what's awesome to see. But then with more and more comps, it gets a little trickier to find events that you can do that's different so you're not doing the, the, same, same, the same comp year in and year out. And that's the thing I want. I want people to come back. Because it's different. Yeah. I don't want people to come back. Well, that's what they did last year. Okay, I, I'm not going to do a same event two years in a row. No, and, and, and it's just like I said, the people get bored with it, they get annoyed by it. And me and Bacon have talked about it with Beach Brawl, like it's starting to get it's the same shit on the rig every year. It's the same numbers, and people are starting to get bored of Beach Brawl because it's like, fuck, I'm paying 120 bucks, and I'm doing the same exact CrossFit events that we did the year before. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like changing it up is what people want. They want to do cool things. They want to pick up new. They want to see new implements, stuff yeah. they've never seen before. And, and so that's what I, I kind of, again, I, with these guys, I, I could not do this without, without them, that's for sure. Um, but it's like, we'll, we'll kick back. I said, we started and I had people message me in December 
what's going on with Alabama next year? <laughs> like, it's December. <laughs> like, well, everybody just pumped the brakes a little bit. It is December. I'm working on it. But um, and, but that gets a little fire in me to kind of figure it out because people want to know, which yeah. is awesome because they want to sign up for it. Um, so I was trying to do something different, and I, I think we got some pretty good events this year. Um, but one event we're going to do, it's a little different. It's going to be a yoke into a log press. Uh, they're going to carry the yoke 25 feet, turn around, bring it back, and then they're going to run down, and then they're going to clean and press away on a log. So, so max, max reps on the press? Max reps on the press, yeah. So it's something different where it's going to have a little more strategy because before people just do yoke. Yeah. Um, they have certain equipment that they wear for yoke, and then if people press, they have certain equipment, so they're going to have to figure out. What, the, what they want to wear, how much exactly. they exert on the yoke compared to the press or the press compared to the yoke. Yeah, so it, it's 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 something different um, that I thought. All right, that's cool. Let's do that. Um, we what, the, what is the? Do you have the time domain yet? Is it going to be a certain like sixty seconds, or is it like till you fail on? The yeah, press? no, it'll be it'll be sixty seconds. Okay. So they'll get um, max reps. They can get in sixty seconds. So when, and it, it, with clean and press, it'll it'll cut reps down. So and the, the, the clock starts when they pick up the yoke, or they have sixty seconds to press. No, what, to the, the, the time will start with the yoke. Okay. As soon as they lift so. it up. So the yoke's not super heavy for that reason. The log's not yeah, super it's just, heavy. Yeah, it's just fitiguing them yeah. to make the press just, a little bit more just challenging. Something, again, just something, something a little different. bit different. Like yeah. People got like, shit, I got to be in shape. Yeah. I got yeah. in shape this year. Right. Um, like me, for instance, I like I wear lifters when I press. Yeah. But well, I do too. you can't run a yoke <laughs> some with lifters on. You know, or you know, just like like you're saying, look, like my belt for log is different than my belt for yoke. And a lot of people is. You know, you wear a lot stiffer, tighter belt for yoke. Well, you put that belt on, try to bend over, pick up a log. You couldn't even bend over. Yeah, you're gonna have to have strategy so, of yeah. like you know like having you it said, on loose so, and then putting yeah. it on tight when you go do the. Well, it's yeah. so not only is it a different event, is it, you know it's different in strategy because it's not like you're saying it's not the same. You got to figure a lot of things out. So yes, that event is it's different than just a run to a press. Yeah. There's a lot of things you got to take into consideration what you want to do in your training leading up to that. Yeah, you know, which is pretty cool. Makes it different. Yeah. Yeah, so that was the first event. And then uh, generally the Alabama is one of the stronger shows or the heavier shows yeah. um, in this area, and I do um, it that way um, for a reason. Okay, I was going to ask, is that on purpose? Yeah, yeah. Um, because they used to do level systems um, in Strongman Corp, and mine was always a level two, and they're supposed to be a little bit closer to what you're going to get at Nationals weights. Um, they've done away with the level system, but I still like having that having to be stronger. Do you yeah. do do you do that so when someone wins your competition they go to a national event, they don't shit they don't like And they're like, a little more ready. Yeah, yeah. And it's not it doesn't look bad on you like you push somebody won your event and they can't do the deadlift. And there's and there's a lot of events that happen that well, people, no, I, people will win and then they go on they'll zero everything. The reason matches. I say that wow. is um when we went to the Arnold this year we were watching the amateur strongman and I couldn't tell you how many females and guys couldn't do the first deadlift. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like how'd you get, like I was texting Damien, I was like, how the fuck do these people I was like, first, I was like, why is Keith not here? And then, and second off, I was like, why, why, why is he not here? Wow. And then, uh, like, why are these people not being able to deadlift? He said half them people, they won competitions that just weren't as heavy and they probably shouldn't be there, you know? And the Arnold's a little different, too, because that's heavier than a Nationals event will be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's kind of how they design it. They want half that field to kind of zero. Yeah. And that's a good that's a good oh, gauge okay. right there. I, gotcha. they, I mean, they really want – I mean, you got to be at your best yeah. for the Arnold. But normally, if you if – you, Platform in Alabama, you're ready. If you put not platform but podium, you're going to be able to go to nationals and be competitive. Yeah. Not I don't not per se that you're going to win nationals, 
But if you, you can win compete. the Alabama, you will be able to compete at yeah. national. Yeah. You know, and that and that's just no doubt. Cause a lot of guys over years, just in my mine and Chris's six, seven years in this, we've seen the guys from the Alabama go on. You know, you got like uh, Ryan Saxton. Yep. Uh, Tyler Davis. Yeah. I mean, Bob Schwartz. Chris. Yeah. I mean, you have uh, like, like you have Colt. Colt like uh, Colt. Colt. He was at the Arnold. He did really good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. like so, all like, these guys has trickled through the Alabama over the years. I mean, like Ryan Saxton. He was just and Tyler Davis. They both competed international. Yeah. You know, but they started after Alabama. So, yeah. you know, the weights, they was able to do the weights and be competitive with the weights at Alabama. So that, I mean, you can see where it does piggyback yeah. from this comp, per se, yeah. to bigger, bigger events that you could do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because like Chris, you know, he won, win the Alabama in the Open. So, uh, you know, no, I've never won the Alabama. I'm glad we got that on the uh, – I'm glad we got that out in the open. But, thanks, thanks, Damien, for that. Put a little soul in that wound. But in your defense, you so, competing in the open, heavyweight open, I, I was, not uh, Yeah, I was competing in the open. Uh, I never did the Alabama as a Masters. I have done it only as an open, and I have podiumed two or three times in the open yeah. at, the, at the Alabama, yes. But, you know, and just like me, when, when my amateurs events over the years in Mississippi, that Mob City and stuff, you know, winning them and like Chris placing in the open, when we go compete as masters in our classes, we've did done really well. I mean, you know, it's it's prepared us and you know, I keep coming back to Slater, but you know, his knowledge without his knowledge of the sport over the years helping us, I mean that's why so many people helps him. Yeah. I mean I guess to, to go way back, you know, an hour ago we started this conversation, he didn't he don't charge for his I mean, he does program writing and he does personal training. Yeah. But on Saturday morning, we was all together. You know, it was just, you know, we gonna we all gonna pick up a bunch of heavy shit and live. Yeah. And you know, he was there to, you know, he wouldn't stop what he's his training, but he'd go, hey, get your shoulders back, right? Yep. Scoot your feet up. I mean, little cues like that mm-hmm. that you go, okay, I'll do that. Yeah. But you start adding them when they start snowballing. But by him doing that over the years with Rick and Amanda and us and all these different competitors, when he calls and goes, hey, you know. Think we can help do this? Nobody ever second mm-hmm. guesses helping yeah. because we know over the years what we've got out of him. Yeah. You know, so kind of put it all together, the whole conversation. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. And that's why we're here where we are today. Yeah. And the same thing with Jake, you know, with Jim. I mean, absolutely. we've done things in here helping and doing. and you know, But you don't mind helping people that help you as well. Exactly. You know. Yeah, it goes back to that community, family thing. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That's come up and that's five or six times. And that's why the hell people, and I'm going to give Amp some props here, why are you at Club Fours, I mean, not saying that them gym crunches, they're not great gyms, they got great equipment, but you go in by yourself and you lift and you go home. Yeah. I mean, you, you've been at work all day, you know, everybody's jobs and stress. Why not come to a place that's more family-oriented? Because we, we jackass around here half the time we're here. Yeah. I mean, it's always somebody yeah. doing got Cody's. You know when Cody's here, something stupid's going to happen. You're going to yes. laugh. Cody's here. Him, he's going to get Damon all fired up on something. Oh, my God, yeah, yes. I mean, it's, it's, it's just all – you know, then you got Josh Birch, you know. he yeah. When he's in here, we're mm-hmm. gonna, it's going to be some shit about sumo or whatever. You know, yeah. it's, mm-hmm. you know, but it's just a good time. It's a good you training environment. Time. People, you push yeah. each other, too, like mm-hmm. as much jaw jacking as we do and messing around as we do. When we're in here, we're all pushing mm-hmm. each other to train. Like, I mean, everybody's training. Like, once you touch the bar in here, you're training. Yeah, just absolutely. working out. Yep. You're training. I mean, unfortunately, I think what you get, you get the people that are training at the club fours and the omnis and uh, you know crunch and all this. I think that's the environment that those people want. 
yeah. I think the people that want this kind of training environment and that, that want to do this, they're going to find. Are gonna, they're going to find you. Yeah. They're, they're going to be here. If that's what they want, uh-huh. you know. But I think a lot of them kids and a lot of them people training, they they don't want this. You know, yeah. they don't they don't want to put. You know, how many people over the years have come to us and went, "Oh man, a strong man's so cool. Let me train with y'all." And they show up once, and they go through <laughs> our, they go through our workout, yeah. and they're like. What? Shit, that ain't for me. Yeah. And I can't, I can't do that. And, and we never see them again. Yeah. So, I mean, you've got to want it. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of them don't. Yeah, I was about to say, there's a lot of people at Club 4, Planet Fitness or whatever, that just wouldn't fit in at yeah. a gym like this. Absolutely. You know what yeah. I mean? And I think Chris nailed it on the head. They don't, they don't want it. Right. Yeah. Back to the Alabama. Get off Sorry. Off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, aren't we talking about the Alabama one, and the One event in or one event in. <laughs> Four more. All right, uh, we brought car deadlift back this year, um, and that's just yeah. Everybody loves car deadlift. I mean, it's cool. Yeah, um, it's a pain in the ass to set up to try to get it to so there's 30 reps don't win, but um, it's just a, everyone understands. Hey, that's a car. Yeah, and it's cool. And like, is the car you use is what affects how many reps they can get, or is it like the the apparatus itself? What? Yes, both both on that. Oh, really? So depending on mo- our our handles on the on the car deadlift frames will pull out, and the further out they are, a little easier it is. Okay. But same thing if you put a heavy ass car on there, um, doesn't matter where the handles are, it's not going. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not going to move. Um, so there's some trick to getting that. But again, everybody. They love to put that on their Facebook profiles or their profile yeah, pictures. Absolutely, they got a car because it's cool. It's, it's a wow factor different. for sure. Yeah. So those are our first two events. Um, these are not in any specific order, by the way. Um, we're going to do a sandbag press. So they're going to have to clean and press each rep um, for 60 seconds. A sandbag, and that brings some challenge into it because if anybody's ever picked up a sandbag, it's not fixed. Mm-hmm. It's not like a barbell or something where it's not going to move on you. Once you move that, once you mm-hmm. pick that sandbag up, that sand's moving on you. Um, and so there's some, there's some challenge to that. Um, yes. I think. So again, something different that we even had. That's third event, uh, fourth event. Now, we uh, we were kicking around ideas on that, and I, actually, you guys are the ones that, that kind of made me think about it. And I was like, wow, that's really that makes it a lot easier on our end setting this stuff up. Uh, originally, it was going to be an axle squat um, to boxes, uh, kind of what they did, similar to what they did at the Arnold with yeah, the Yeah, they've, they've been doing a lot more like some. Squat event at strong like like the Arnold World Strongest. Yeah. They've been doing a lot more squat events with like a fixed bar yep. or something like that. And so I thought that would be cool. And we kind of talked about it. And then Damien calls me one day and all you guys were talking about, like, why don't I do like just a yoke squat for a max? And then the more I thought about it, I was like, that's perfect. Because yeah. you go from a car deadlift for max reps and then have to do an actual squat for max reps in a 100-degree heat. Somebody's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> or, or somebody's not walking away from that. And I was like, this is perfect. So what we're going to do, it's, uh, it's essentially it's a bottom-up squat with a yoke. So we're going we're gonna to set them um, in their parallel position. So quad's going to be parallel to the ground. We're going to set them down. And then they're just going to have to stand up. Max weight. they got three attempts to pick up as max weight as they can. And it's something so, different. I've never seen that's it. That's going to suck. Um, <laughs> it's going to look cool. Oh, I my God. When, um, Damian I mean, was, it's awesome, but it's going to suck. I can remember when Damien brought, brought the topic up. Of, you want to do some sort of squat variation at the at the event this year. I was like, man, why don't you just like a yoke squat? Like, it'd be easier to set up. Like, just like when they come in to measure their yoke. Yeah. Like, you don't have to worry about changing bar heights. or the, It's like yeah. two pins. Boom, boom. Yep. And then, like, it looked fucking cool. Yeah, like get pictures and videos. People max out like eight hundred thousand pounds on a yoke. You never know, but it's just something different. Like nobody's ever done it, and yeah. they have to train. And they might have. I've just never seen it. No, I've never and seen they're, it. And they're going to have to train like Anderson squats out of a rack or like yokes. They're going to have to train for that yeah. event. Yeah, you know. Yeah. 
it's it's a safer event as well. I mean, yeah, if you fail, you're not going to pick yeah, it up or you drop like, it. It's not going to crush you. Yeah, because uh, back long time, the very first this conversation, me and Chris, our first competition we ever went to at Alabama, it was on the side of the hangout. Mm-hmm. All right, so we walk up, we're on the steps. Time we walk up, Slater's judging. He had a yoke, uh, an axle, clean and press. They then they go right beside it to a log clean and press and go back and forth. Yeah. So the first guy, me and Chris, walk up. We're standing on the steps. Slater's in front of him. Guy cleans axle, gets it overhead, and throws the <laughs> damn axle. Slater goes over the axle. The axle's going out through the people. Yeah. I mean, you know, so that's other things that we have to figure out between us when we're doing Alabama. You know, you've got two, 3,000 people at a time that's standing around, uh. you know, kids, women, children, yeah. this, that, and the other. You have so to make sure it's safe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, make sure people don't do dumb shit. Just know when you yeah, sign they do. up, my yeah, ticket. Yeah. You're so going to sign a waiver. About, you know, yeah. They do. <laughs> that, was, that was one of the things when we got to this, talking about this event with the yoke. I mean, if you get to the top and drop it, it's, you know, the, the leg, it's going to stop right there. We don't have yeah. to worry about the bar rolling out through the people, yeah. picking it back up yeah. off the ground, getting it back in the rack. I mean, it's going to be a cool event. I mean, it's, yeah. That's going to look really cool. It's going to separate yeah. some people. Yeah, there's think, going to be some people up top and, you know, top of the leaderboard that's going to get to that event and, you know, shit to bed. Yeah, and I be, just think it's going to be really cool just watching someone max down a squad. You know, uh, like in a, in a local amateur competition, like nobody, like, I mean, you see it, like you said, at nationals or, like, you yeah. know, on TV, but, like, at a local comp, like, I guarantee you more people are going to start doing some sort of yoke <laughs> squat so now. Well, after and what event. it does is it brings a different group to the comp. Okay, sometimes you got like powerlifter type people that aren't going to do a strongman because it's like the medleys and things like that. Yeah. But now you're going to add two, like a car deadlift and a yoke squat. And matter of fact, there was a, a guy messaged on Facebook. He's like, hmm, I might come out of retirement now for this because yeah. it's something cool. It's yeah. something different. It's different. Yeah. You have like yeah. two real strength events and then you have two strongman, like medley type events. You have like yeah. strongman yeah. events, which brings, like I said, a whole different character of people. Because I remember two years ago, God, what is his name? Real strong guy from. Uh, Living at Atmore, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, redhead with glasses. He's a power lifter, but he came and did the Arnold. I mean, the, the Alabama. His dad oh, big gym. guy. He bends like 500 some pounds. You know, he's younger than me. He works at the steel plant. Is it Cameron, Cameron Moss? Cameron. Yeah. Like, he, he's yeah. a power lifter, but he came out and did because he had, like, strong, like, yeah. max deadlift. Yep. Or something, like, yep. stronger events. So that, get... that year set up well for him coming from power lift. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he won that year. You remember he left, had to go to work. Yeah, he, got, he, yeah. he was top two or something. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. Yeah. 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 So, um, I mean, and he had, like, literally minimal training. He, yeah, but that's the good thing about what, what Chris is talking about with this Alabama. He, tr- he tries to make it to where people can bring crossover from other sports, whether it be CrossFit, powerlifting, you know, or, or amateur novice division just getting into it. Yeah. You know, so. And then our, uh, our last event is going to be a sandbag over bar. I spent all this money on sandbags last year, so <laughs> we're, we're yeah. going to use them. <laughs> now, um, over bar, is it going to be a yoke height or is it going to be a throw? Not a throw. No, no, no. Uh, again, that comes into safety issue. We yeah. don't have the space for that, nor do I have the time for that. Um, it's just going to be a sandbag that they're going to load over a bar. I don't remember if it's like for the men, it's like 56 inches, 54, 56 inches, and then women, I think it's 50. Um, but what's nice about the sandbag is it's different than a keg or a stone where we got to roll it back to them. We don't have to do that here. They're gonna go and get it themselves. They're gonna go ah. So they're gonna go and load it on each side of the each side of the yoke. So we don't have to. It's safer for us. And you're not having to move as much shit this year. Then. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot easier for you. Smart. Right. Just, like, just roll all, all the, the work smarter, not harder. Right. You had. To, I remember last year, like them, those two. They had to 
redo the cake every time when the uh, either what was it the cake over or was it yeah, yeah we did max like because yeah. half people wanted vertical half people wanted sideways like, like fuck like, shit, yeah just, and you, you know and you try to to help the competitors out you know you yeah they've been there all day you have too but you still and it all goes back to when Chris first started this he there's a a bar for the Alabama that everybody's yeah. held to you know whether you're helping or lift so you want you want the athletes to have the best experience as possible. Yeah. You know, whether it be as simple as reset the keg. Yeah. I mean, that makes a difference when yeah. it comes oh, to it does. Speed. Yeah. You get to the fifth event, your ass is already dragging. Yeah. And if I've got to pick a keg up, set it, turn it before I go, and then if not, you got, you know, those guys doing it. I mean, the little things like that over a six-hour day adds up, you know. Yeah. And that's what separates Alabama from a lot of and that's yeah, why I keep doing this. Yeah. I mean, because you get people come up to us and they, I mean, they're just so thankful. Like, yeah. this is an awesome comp. You guys did a great job. And that, at the end of the day, yeah, it's uh, it's two days that suck, <laughs> just from a work standpoint. But it's when you hear stuff like that, you see people have success and do things that they didn't think they could do. That's what brings you back. It yeah. really is. For sure. And you guys always, I mean, the the events are announced, the loads are announced. Is that a safety issue for the athletes? Is that a just the way Strongman's always done it? Like, you know, coming from a, I started, you know. Uh, iron sports with a CrossFit background where, you know, there's always that unknown and unknowable. So, you don't know, you, know, you find out some, but maybe not every detail until day of. Um, you know, is it, it, you know, have you all ever thought about, you know, kind of mixing it up where there's, you know, you don't necessarily, there's that kind of unknown element? I would love to do to that. how you adapt to it on the day. But at the end of the day, people won't sign up for that comp. Okay. That's what it is. They just because it's that's you got not, people that is, that, is, is that the strongman kind of just the, their training mentality? Like they like to know what it is. Or they is want that, to know what equipment you're using. Okay. They want measurements on things. I'm like yeah. y'all, just pick it up. I mean, that's what it comes down to. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's the handle height? This and that. Does it matter? Right. I mean, let's yeah. go. But they want like especially when you get towards nationals, people will ask some silly questions like, <laughs> oh, what's yeah. the pick height or how far a handle? Or really? I mean, <laughs> yeah. get stronger. Just curious, like, you know, that adaptability, you know, piece. I, as I said, I would love to do that, but people aren't going to sign yeah. up for that. No, they they want to know. Yeah, they I mean, really the strong do. Man, they they want to know because, of the, I mean, there's so many different variations yeah. of deadlifts, of presses, mm-hmm. of carries, of loads. I mean, there's just so many different things you could do. And if you didn't announce any of the events, what you would have to – how would you put your training together? For, I mean, no, I no, no, I mean, no, I mean not necessarily all of them, but, like, you know. Like one surprise. Event. Yeah, there's, like – or, or yeah. there's a piece there, of it, like, hey, there's going to be a deadlift event, and that's all we're telling you, you know. Yeah. And there are some – You'll yeah. find out at the athlete brief at 8 o'clock exactly what it's going to yeah. be. Yeah. You better figure it out during the day. Yeah. There are some that try to do that. Again, mm-hmm. I think their numbers go down. Like, yeah. Dion does that for the finals of the amateur – um, yeah. She doesn't tell them until that week what the, the last event yeah. is. No, I'm just curious. But, again, yeah. that's only a small percentage of people. Yeah. And at that point, if you make it to the main stage for the Arnold Amateur, you better be good enough. You're going to be okay for whatever yeah. it is. So. All right, so we went over the four. Is it four events? Five. Five? That, All right, was when, that was the fifth event? Yeah. All right, so what do you think was going to be the separator this year for everybody? Because usually there's, like, one event where there's usually the top three guys are kind of tied up or, like, close, and then there's, like, one that just – like last year with Keith. Like Keith and uh, what was the guy's name? He got second. The guy with the tattoos, big guy. Dennis. Dennis. Yes. Like they were like neck and neck. Or Dennis might have been. Ahead. Well, there was three of them. That Daniel Tate was right in there too. It came down to the last. It literally you know, came down to the last. Came event. to the uh, keg on. Was it the keg over the keg on? The keg over bar. Keg, yeah. Keg over the bar. You know, yeah. like came like he had Keith had to hit the highest, the highest yeah. keg. Yeah. Win, you yep. know. So, um, I again, you just you never know. Um, I think this yoke squats is going to be different enough. Um, that's going to. 
throw people off. The sandbag press is going to be a little different because people aren't used to pressing sandbags. Um, you never know what car they live. Somebody's going to get something ridiculous. Yeah. We always do, even though if you try to make it heavy. But other than that, I don't know if – unless you guys can think of another one that I think. Heat, the heat's always a side yeah. effect. That is too. Yeah. Just you never know competing outside in 100 degrees in 100% humidity. Yeah, it makes it a little tricky. You come from up north or you know, even over Mississippi, wherever Georgia, and you train in a gym all day. That's right. In an air-conditioned gym. Yep. Yep. Then you come down to the Alabama and it's 98 degrees, 100 humidity. It is a different training. It's a different environment. No, for sure. Yeah. And I think that's one thing because you train in your garage majority of the time, and I'm yeah. doubt, I doubt you have air conditioning. In your I do garage. not. <laughs> and I, I know we don't have air conditioning here. We do not. So um, that's one thing I think people need to realize. Like when you you need to train in the worst type of environment. Like sometimes with crappy equipment because when you get the comp, like you don't know what it's going to be there. It could be great equipment. It could be air conditioning. It could be anything, or it could be at the hangout in August, 100 <laughs> degrees, 100% humidity, like wind blowing, sand. Wind, yeah, wind blowing, and then all of a sudden it rained, so that it's even, something's even off. It's slippery. Yep. Like you have to train uncomfortably because you never know what to And expect. I totally agree with that. Just from training my garage, and then I go to a comp that's indoors with air conditioning. I, let's go. If I haven't even broken a sweat yet, we we did yeah. that at Dallas. Absolutely. We're in there in Dallas. Like we're, well, I haven't even gone through one shirt yet. Yeah. Because I haven't sweated through it, and I just I feel good. I'm I'm ready to go. Yeah, that's like the Alabama. You know, the most the most things you bring to Alabama when you like us guys are shirts. I mean, you bring four or five shirts throughout the day. More than just, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just set up that morning. Rex first one. <laughs> <laughs> every it's like every event you change a shirt, change your hat. Yeah, you almost you have to. I put some baby powder on. Like I, mean, I, I, I chafe just watching. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it is not good times. Yeah. No, I, I learned. You got to use a little gold bond, a little bag bomb, something. You're going to have to put some kind of protection down there. Sure. <laughs> well, um, do any three of y'all have anything else you want to add to the Alabama or to Strongman or just talk some more about training or philosophy, anything uh, before Man, we, we wrap this thing I up? I just sit here and talk all day about it. Yeah, we could. And, I, again, I just want to thank you for the opportunity yeah. to come do this. This is awesome. Strongman, like they said, it, it's, a, it's something completely different. Um, I got hooked after the first competition I did. Um, and it's just a different environment. It's fun. It's unique. Um, it's not boring. Um, if and I people's like, oh, I should, I can't do that. Yes, you can. Anybody can do it. Everybody can do it. Yeah. And, that, and I think and that you don't have to compete. Just go train with it. Go yeah. do something different. I yeah. tell you what, doing farmers carries is so much better than sitting there doing crunches. Yeah. It's a better core exercise, yeah. right there. You know, a lot of thing. One thing I want to get out there for whoever may watch this is uh, what we hear a lot of the times is they're like, "Well, I want to try that." You know, I'm like, "Well, well come train with us." You know, come yeah. to the gym, train with us, and see if you like it. And they're like, "Well, I can't do the weights y'all can do." Well, that's not what we're saying. We're not saying we'd expect you to come to the gym yeah. and be able to do a 300 pound log your first time. It's just come getting into the gym, getting out of your you know your comfort zone and trying something new. You know, pick up a log, pick up a yoke, and, and just try it. Nobody's expecting you to do. 300 pounds on your first day out. It's yeah. uh, you know it took uh, Damien seven years to you know to get up to where his press is. Like and Mr. Uh, you know Masters you know re world record uh, <laughs> um, deadlifter over here. So um, you know it's taken him years. You know, it's taken all of us years to, to get there. And uh, I think that's what people don't understand. And I and, and I want them to that you don't have to be able to lift that weight. Just give it a shot. No, and I think that's one thing just in training in general. People have to realize is. Just because you're scared, you might be intimidated by what people are lifting or how they act on their videos after they lift and before the lift, like, 
they didn't they weren't always there. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? Like we weren't always there. Like you weren't always strict pressing three fifteen in the seat. You know what I'm saying? You weren't always doing your deadlifts like you are. You weren't always doing a log like you were. I wasn't always snatching three hundred and sixty some pounds. Like we all started somewhere right. and somebody helped us get there. That's right. Somebody that was where we're at now, we watched and we might have been a little afraid or a little intimidated. But you know, we bought into what they were teaching and how they did it. And look where we are now. I think that's one thing people have to realize is don't be intimidated. You might be a little intimidated, but it's not what you think when you come into a, gy- a gym like this. Like, you might think you're intimidated, but how many mom and dads and just normal gym folks do we have that come here every day? That's the majority of the members. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think what – and this – for anybody that hopefully listens that's never tried it or done it, you don't have like – like you just said, you don't have to be a strongman athlete to do – partake in a strongman training because, you know, you see people, like you said, crunches. You know, the farmers, just the core work. Well, I mean, the sandbag carriers. Like, you see people doing the training in the gym, whereas the, some of the things that you can do in strongman, you're getting cross. You know, you're not just laying on a bench doing a crunch. You, you know, you're doing sandbag carriers. You're doing cardio work. You're doing core work. you lower back. So you, the strongman events just work so many different muscle groups. With one implement, you know, you can go back and do sandbag carries. You do a few runs of 50 foot with sandbags, you, you know you've done something. Yeah. You know, so I think that's what a lot of people miss out on the strongman, you know, workouts or, or implements is what the crossover. Or the, what am I, you know, what am I getting? I know what I'm trying to get. The carryover to just the other strength implements or strength yeah. quality. So you're not just laying on a bench doing bench press working chest. You know, you picking up sandbags or logs, you know. Doing yoke presses. Yes. I mean, it just, it, it just works so many different muscle groups from a 100-pound female to, a, you know, a 350-pound guy. There, there's something for everybody that, that I think you, the people get a lot of, a lot more crossover. Well, and, and I think of, if more people would train, even if they did some strongman stuff once a week for some conditioning or cardio, like you would transfer over to their CrossFit training, their weightlifting, their powerlifting, because it's just – the unknown of what are you doing that day? Yeah. Like, holy shit, we're, we're going to run with a 150-pound sandbag for 50 meters, and then we're going to have to do a wheelbarrow back. Like, that's going to transfer over to sport, yeah. any type of training, yeah. just general fitness. And that's a fight that we're fighting right now. I'm in um, with the National Strength and Conditioning Association. I'm on the Strongman Special oh, really? Group um, Committee, and that's what we're fighting right now is just getting some exposure to these high school and college program and professional programs and just your, your general fitness people like, hey, strongman can help you. Yeah. Okay, you don't have to do a 300-pound log. But you don't want the, your athletes doing that. the style of training. Yeah, but farmer's carries and just simple things, sandbag carries, keg carries, things that, I mean, I'm not a huge tire flip fan, but that people associate tire flips as well. Yeah. But you don't have to do these, Matt. You don't have to do a 1,000-pound yoke. You don't need to do that. Yeah. But you can do these implements that can, one, the kids find it interesting. And, and it changes the, it change their mindset. Because, you know, kids in school. But, I mean, all three of us work with kids at different ages and athletes at different ages. Like, they get so bored doing the same. Oh, we really have to squat today. We really have to bench today. We have yeah. to do cleans. Well, if you have them carrying a barbell 100 yards with 20, 225 on their back, like, holy shit, that, change, that changes it up for them. Oh, know? yeah. So, and it's just different. I think the people just needed some more exposure to it. And then, again, that was my focus when I started. That's still my focus now. And I think if, like you're talking about the NSCA, if a bigger school starts doing it, usually everybody else starts doing it. So, like, for instance, like when we were up at the Arnold, I was talking to the Mars Bars guy, 
and um, I don't they, I don't know if they want me to put it out there, but I don't really care because um, I know they're not going to listen to this. But like Clemson has, they bought twenty some Mars bars, right? And I think that's everybody's favorite bar here to spot it. with, right? I love it. It's like the Mars bar, they bought twenty some Mars bars, and once everybody finds out they're using a Mars bar, all the other universities are going to buy because they're top yeah. five in the country, you know. So it's the same thing if Clemson or Alabama starts doing farmers carries or yoke carries or something like that. Other people are going to start doing it. It's just yeah. the trickle down effect from the top seeing the, the, um, the positives of those implements and the, that style of training. Right. Absolutely. But that's the problem with like the collegiate level is they're all cleans. Yes. And if it deviates from that, because yeah. they think that's the only way to get explosive. Oh, I'm not all of them, but there's a lot of them. I they, know what you're saying. They've got that. That's what they've always done. Yeah. And that's what football, they just, everybody's got to do power oh. cleans. Football, you you I mean, don't have to. No, no. Football, it's all right. We're going to do it's so old school. We're going to do old school periodization. We're going to do power cleans, but they're going to call it power clean just a clean in general. They're not going to call it a clean. It's going to power clean from the floor. Right. You, catch, you, you catch it in the hole where they call it hand clean. A, like, it's just, it, yeah. You, 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 you wrestle in college. You understand how it yeah. is. It's very, and you're in the NCAA, so you understand, like, it's a very weird place, college strength conditioning. <laughs> it is, and like my my wrestlers asked me, why don't we clean? I was like, one, I don't I don't have the time to yeah. teach you. And every time I watch y'all like football kids and do that, you're doing a reverse power curl. Yeah, that's what you're doing. I was like, I can do so many other things safer, yeah. and get more out of you, speed squats or, or something like that, yeah. and I can still be explosive. But box jumps, anything. Yeah. Like yeah. I mean, that's the same thing with my athletes. Um, not the ones that come here because I have time, but like at school, I have 45 minutes. From the time that, like, they have to get dressed, they have to get undressed. That's what we do, too, yeah. And so it's like you really have, like, 30 minutes maybe if they're, they're busting their ass. So do you really have time to teach a clean? I, I don't. Properly? No. No. And, like, with me, that's what I do. Like, I'm top, I'm top in the nation in my weight class at Snatch Clean Jerk, and I don't teach it at school because I don't have time. Yeah. Because it's not safe. But we can do deadlifts. We can do pauses. We can do, expl- we can do clean pulls. We can do box squats. We can do yeah. all these different things. They're going to get them explosive. Get the same result. Exactly, yep. right? In a safer environment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, if we had some schools like Sarah Lynn, they have blocks. Like, okay, maybe we can do that because you have 90-some minutes to teach sure. for weightlifting. But in a normal seven-period day, no, you can't. If, you, if you're doing it, they're doing it wrong. Trust me. When yeah. I walk around these schools and see it. videos, it's not – it's, it's not – I mean, you, you've, seen, you've seen since little Ryan started here – how often he had, like, when he first started, every day was bar work, drills, drills, for 30 minutes, every day. Yeah. And then now he's finally getting it, but, like, you have to do it over and over and over oh, again, yeah. and you have to stay on their ass. And when you have 30 kids in the weight room and half of them don't want to do shit, you look over, it's reverse curl. It's, it's deadlift, and they're, like, they're trying to get it up. Yeah. And it's, you know, they're yeah. starfishing it. Right. Yeah. Well, um, for anybody listening in your area, South Baldwin County, where where would they go? Like, if they wanted to come see you or talk to you or train or on a Saturday, where would they go over there? Uh, well, we got um, – since I closed Alabama Strength, just because I went back into teaching and uh, being the head wrestling coach now, um, I didn't have time to do both. Uh, so we train over at Ignite Strongman, which is at uh, Rock and Boot Camp in Foley. Um, you can always just message me, and I, I can give you the information. But uh, Rick and Amanda Kelly uh, own that. And so we're there on Saturdays, usually from 9 to about 11 or noon is usually when we're there. Yeah. Well, here, here's a question about that, too, with you being the wrestling coach. With you, I know you've implemented somehow with your athletes the strongman style of training. How has the carryover been when you all have gone to meets and states and area? The kids that are in 
my second period weightlifting block, which I don't have everybody. Yeah. So I don't have the football kids and yeah. just because they have priority. Yeah. Because it's I football. I get it. I get it. <laughs> um, I, they're much better. I mean, their core is stronger. They're just stronger. Yeah, their spatial awareness is probably better. Yeah. I'm sure when you see the kids on the Mac getting thrown around, but then they, they can feel it, then they can reverse, and they can get, get yeah. back just from. So you And I've got a few kids that you can definitely just physically see a difference yeah. in their physique yeah. on, how, on how different they are. And now I'm limited kind of with some equipment. Like yeah. We don't have a ton of stuff, but we can do carries, and we can do all that kind of yeah. stuff. And we can do bar walks, like you said. Yeah. We, we try to – I do – I do a lot of like buddy carries. It's the yeah. same thing as the sandbag. You gotta you gotta manipulate. You gotta pick them up. You gotta carry them. Yeah, I mean, because the weight's gonna be awkward. Like they might be bottom heavy, might be top heavy. How can you carry them? Yeah, so they gotta they gotta figure that out. And we do sled work and that kind of stuff. So good. I wish like more schools would do things like that because it's just gonna benefit the athlete so much better. It's giving more and become more well rounded. And when you listen to like people at the top profession, like a Dave Tate or these uh, Jim Windler, like. Most of their stuff before they even have kids touch weights is going to be some sort of strongman carries or crawls or pulls because that's what's going to get them able to do true training. You know, like it, if your core's weak and you like you can't hold up a dumbbell, like how the fuck are you going to put a bar on your back? Yeah, yeah. I mean, how, you can't get in the proper form, or use the proper technique if your core cannot support the weight to do it. Yeah, and a lot of people, I think, they skip that important phase of the training, like you're talking about with kids in school. You don't have time to teach the correct training. So if you just go into it, they're not going to be developed. That's where the injuries come in. Whereas, like you're talking about, with even with Ryan, you know, you start and try to develop, get the body prepared yeah. to do the type lifts, and that's where I think some of these people we even just the ball. with squat progressions. Like they don't do that. They just immediately put them on the bar. Like these middle school kids don't need a bar on their back. How about we do a goblet squat? Yeah. And like if kids struggle with depth, I always start them with box squats. Yeah. And then we can take the box away until they can understand we don't drive our knees out. Yep. These kids, they cave in and we'll wonder why we're having ACL issues because we're letting them squat with our knees in. And that's and part of that is just having other coaches in there addressing it and not yeah. just sitting and there on their phones. Other coaches that care. Yeah. Like it's annoying because I'm sure you see it. I definitely see it with some of mine. Like I'm in there and they, the coaches, just, they go away. Like they come do roll and then they leave. It's like, yeah. like. You don't need to coach, but like you need to like, hey, that looks bad. You know what looks bad, yeah. like rounded back knees. If I can't look at thirty kids at a time, and I think that's one reason why our vo- the volleyball team I work with is always either winning state or in the state finals, is because they train harder than anybody in the state. I mean, they're stronger than probably the football team that's at the same school. They squat better, they run better. But it's like we started with goblet squats as eighth graders, seventh graders. Then we went to box squats. Now we're on free squats, but we still go back to box squats. But then we go high box squats to load them heavy so they can feel the weight. So then when they go back to a low box or a free squat, knees aren't caving in. I mean, there's so many ways to do it the right way and progression-wise that these football coaches, they just they want to clean. They want to that's how they did it, so that's how they're going to have their kids do it. Yeah. And they're, they're not really – a lot of them aren't open to No, to change to- or listen. Very, uh, very frustrating. But um, and that's the same. Like we're struggling with just getting, getting kids to wrestle. It's because yeah. the football coaches don't, don't want to buy into it and see the value of it. It's very. I think wrestling is. I mean, I wrestled in high school um, and played college football. But we have a kid in here, Tristan, who he hated football. You could tell he hated football ever since he started in eighth grade. Like he just fucking hated it. He. I don't know if he didn't like the coaches, but he, he didn't care because he would do shit in here. You're like, dude, why are you moving so slow in the football field? Like, I see you jump and run in here, like. Something's off, right? But then they started wrestling here in Mobile. 
And, like, he started wrestling, and, like, his mindset changed. Yeah. He started talking shit. He started having more energy. He started giving more effort. He started um, showing more just aggression and anger. Like, if he missed a lift, he used to miss a lift. Eh. Now he misses, like, a national. Like, he missed his last clean jerk, which would have won national. Like, uh, not national. Arnold would have put him number one in the nation. Like, he screamed fuck out loud as loud as he could on the platform. He was pissed. He would have never done that before wrestling because yeah. the mindset. And if these football coaches would let their kids re- the wrestle, that want to wrestle, it's going to make them tougher. It's going to make them stronger. It's just, it's just going to benefit. Oh, yeah. Like, why would you you let them play basketball and baseball, but you don't want them to wrestle? Like, wrestling is going to carry way more to football than those other two sports. Yeah. Especially if you're in inside the box. Your linemen, your linemen need to be uh, your linebackers, unless they're a specialty kid that, that is a basketball player. Yeah, I get that, like wrestling. a receiver or something. Yeah. yeah. But like if you're or indoor lock, track, and yeah. I get that. That's fine. But yeah. you're, if your hand's in the dirt – you're, you're in the box. You need to know angles, leverages. Like, I mean, yeah. le- it's, wrestling's all leverages. Like, if you have the right leverage on somebody, like, pff, take them down, reverse. Same thing on football. So it's going to make them a better defensive lineman. It's going to make them a better offensive lineman because they got better spatial awareness. Yeah. And we've worked that that movement piece where they've got a – and so, yeah. Chris, again, tell us – That could be all day. <laughs> about, uh, about AMP. Well, if you're in Mobile, Mobile, how does Jake say it? Mobile? So if you're in, so if you're in the, the, the Mobile, Alabama area or surrounding areas and uh, and you want to uh, you know learn uh, Olympic lifting or powerlifting or strongman or anything or anything really <laughs> uh, all of the above. Yeah, we'll wear a black road shirt. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so uh, and performance uh, here in the Mobile area, you know, come check us out. Um, give Jake uh, Johnson a shout-out. Uh, you can hit him up on Instagram, uh, Facebook, all the social media sites, uh, and performance. Um, you know, go check it out. Reach out to any of us, really, myself, Damien, uh, anybody, and uh, we can get you hooked up and, and get you in the door and, and let you try it out. So, As far as strongman equipment, what all? So as far as strongman equipment goes, um, We've got it all, really. I don't. I don't know that there's much we don't have in this gym as far as strongman. We've got anywhere from, we've got axles, logs, um, wagon wheels, yokes, stones, silver dollar deadlift attachments. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, which come to be very beneficial. You know, we just got a you know new mammoth deadlift bar, so we you know we we've what got do, that what, now. What do you call the thing that Tyler had Nevin make for the competition? Iron the cross. So we've got iron cross. You know, we've got eight stones, iron crosses. I mean, so. There's not much in the way of strongman equipment that Ant Performance doesn't have now. So yeah, I don't think we. I'm trying to think if something that we don't have that you would compete with. I think we pretty much have any competition that I've ever done or been to locally on a national or world uh, level. Ant Performance has that had everything we've needed to train with. Yeah, I think we pretty much yeah. Every, and as and as far as even like. Uh, here, like last year, me and Slater went to, uh, to Dallas. I mean, we never touched a silver dollar deadlift. Didn't have any clue. We was pulling this, pulling that, trying. You know, and then I, you reached out to somebody you talked to who, who had the national record in silver dollar or something. Yeah. Uh, so, Slater, you know, it's like it's different. It, there's no really way to simulate yeah. the silver dollar deadlift unless you've got a silver the, dollar the, attached. The, the width's just, different. The height's different. Yeah. So, he talked to him about three weeks out before Dallas, four weeks out, and he caused it. Look, you know, he was like, you really can't simulate. Just pull, 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 and get over there and do what you can. So I said, hell with this. You know, I've, I've been fortunate enough to make some great friends over the years. 
and um, a couple phone calls, a couple pictures, two or three hours one day. Slater comes over. We got silver dollar deadlift. Yeah, I remember. I remember you were asking me about that. I was like, "Yeah, just take this old scrap we have yeah. in the back." So once well, again, well, well, like we've been talking about the whole time about the you know people helping in the community or the family type orientation. Jake had an old old rack back there that was perfect that hadn't been touched in three years, and we went chopped it up, come up with some silver dollar deadlifts, and ended up with two from South Alabama. Ignite or Alabama Strength and Amp Performance had two national records this year. Yeah. Slater said his for the 231 or 242s. 242s, and I set the Masters national North American silver dollar deadlift record. So, you know, I mean, it's just like the little things like that. And hell, we're sitting there waiting because they've done Rising Bar, and there's me and him. It's like, holy shit, there's nobody left. We didn't come in yet. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going, dude, wait. Did we mess up? I mean, think, we messed up. Yeah, we're literally standing us. in the back. And you, have, you, like have, you have your suit on. You're like, fuck, like, I, like this yeah. is starting to hurt. Like, I yeah. need to, like, right. take this off. Well, because everybody's out. We ain't even open. Yeah. We, he's like, dude, do you think we need to open? Like, well, we know our weights. I mean, we, we've already trained it. We know where we need to open. But, yeah, we may be yeah. fucking up here. So, that's what Damon's like, should we open earlier? I'm like, no, let's just keep to our plan. Keep to our plan. Then we and, go out like, there. our first attempt was every, most everybody else's third attempt. Yeah, and we and it was like, then it was like, that was entirely too light. <laughs> we have, it was like, well, damn, you know. But, so, I mean, just shows you, like, like, the things that you've gotten us that we've needed here yeah. for the gym and the things that Slater's been able to purchase and make. He's got some great friends down there in, uh, in South Baltimore County that um, yeah. Brunson – a good friend of ours, we've met over the years. He's he's made some equipment, uh, frames. Those, those two frames for last yeah. year. I mean, so we've had well, Mr. Nevin here has made wagon yeah. wheels for us, my buddy James Brenton. Um, you know, we've gotten things because all this stuff's made. Yeah. But we've just been very fortunate to have people in the right settings to be able to do to replicate you know, implements. And I think one there. thing, too, about, you know, what you're doing in Foley, what we're doing here is, like, if we want something made or done, it, it, it'll eventually happen. Like, we're not just talking smoke. Like, oh, yeah. Like, you know, when you guys were at the Y, I remember you guys were talking about, like, oh. when you came here, you're talking about, like, they were going to get us this, 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 just because you didn't, they didn't want you to break stuff, which is cool. But, like, it would take fucking months to get a bumper plate or, like, a deadlift platform, but then they would get mad when you're deadlifting in the normal area. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? Like, that's not, I don't yeah. get it. You're dropping away. It took them, I don't know how long, just to, to, for something as simple as an axle. Yeah. An axle. Was, was like pulling teeth. I mean, it's yeah. – yeah, but once again, that's not the kind of – we're not the kind of demographic the YFCA is, <laughs> is targeting. You well, know? well, here's yeah. the thing, too, though, with that is you, you guys were there before. You did strongman. It's not like you just came in there a strongman. Like, y'all were training there just working out probably. That's right. Yeah, as absolutely. like normal just like gym yeah, Like, you used right. to do the, the – um, what are they called? The Tough Mudders and the Spartan yeah, Races. Like, yeah. you'd work out there before. Then you yeah. got a strongman, but they didn't see that you were a longtime member. And you accommodate. Here, it's like – Literally, like, people want to come. Like, we eventually will get new equipment. We will try to uh, build stuff. If you um, become a loyal member and, you're, and I trust you, then, you know, you'll get a key. Things like that, like. <laughs> yeah, I think like, it goes back to what I was talking about earlier. It's if you, if you want it and you, and you want to do it, then you'll find a place that will accommodate it and, and has what you need. Yeah. The YMCA just wasn't willing to accommodate, and, and and that's not what they wanted to do, and that's fine. Nothing against the YMCA, you know. Yeah, no, it, it has a purpose, and it serves the people that, that want to train there. That, that's what they do. I mean, but for us, it was it was not our cup of tea. And even like the stone platforms, like you know, Rick and 
uh, uh, Amanda over there at night, they needed, they wanted something different. So instead of cutting up the stone platform, throwing it away or whatever, Rick and Amanda donated their stone platform to Amp Performance. So now we've got two huge stone platforms and God knows how many stones. So, I mean, it, it's just, it even goes back from gym to gym, not even just family in the gym. It's going the strong man community, yeah. you know, the willingness to help even from gym to gym, not just person to person. And that's a big difference, too, I see. You know, because like in powerlifting, you know, they want their gym to be, we've got this from our gym. Yeah. You know, we've got two national people, that's from our gym. You know, they've got that, you know, they want their gym to be the spotlight, whereas in strongman, ain't nobody care. You know, we just want people to do great things from our area, whether it's at Ignite or, you know, at Amp or wherever, you know. I, I mean, it's not bad to say you've got, you know, no, yeah, multiple world competitors, international competitors training at your gym, right, Jay? No, it, that doesn't hurt at all. But, like, <laughs> I think, like I said, it's like everybody trains together. And I think it's like when um, – who who blew his leg at his quads out at the Arnold? Jeff Crumble. Jeff Crumble, like, you saw everybody, like, freak out and run over there to help. You know what I'm saying? Like, you might see it in powerlifting. You're not going to see it in weightlifting. Um, but, like, that's just the community of strongmans. Like, or even he, just all the – the comments and stuff on Facebook and all that, and so social media. So it's crazy. But all right, I think we uh, we leave it there. And there is a good uh, conversation about the, the Alabama, where it started, where it's going, um, the gyms around here. Um, if you guys want to drop your social media, is there anything like that before we get out of here? Hey, uh, give them some information on how to get oh, in touch yeah. with you, your email or phone, whatever. Anybody who wants to get in touch with you about the Alabama. Yeah, um, we do have an Alabama event page. It's Alabama Strongest Man 10. Um, that is up there where they can get – and I post all information up on that event page. Um, you can email me, alabamastrengthgym at gmail.com. Um, take care of that. I'm also on Instagram, chslater2, um, and you can message me there for any information. Uh, we, our event is posted on the Strongman Corporation site. It's also on ironpodium.com where that's the live link where you have to go in and register. So all information is there as well. And it's up. And registration is open, right? It is up. I think we've got about 20 people already yeah. entered it. And you open it when? Uh, like five days ago. Yeah, 20 people <laughs> five days. I mean, it's, uh, anybody out there listening, if you even think you want to do it, yeah. it would be worth wasting 55, 60. What is it right now? Early, early bird right now is 75 bucks. So, so. 75 bucks, and you probably got about a month to get registered. Yeah. It's going to fill up yeah. Yeah. It really quick this year. And we're going to have to cap it off. So if you think you're interested, in it, you may want to contact. Especially with the two, with the two max, like the two uh, max reps and max effort squat. Like yeah. people are going to want to do that. So like sign yeah. up before it like sells out because you're going to miss out because who's maybe five years to do another squat yeah. type event. You never Could know. Be, yeah. You know no, what no. I mean? Yep. Yeah. So, but yeah, we want to just thank Jake for appreciate it, man, for uh, putting this on. Yeah, this is awesome. To put it together for Absolutely. us. Absolutely. this opportunity to come out and talk about it. And, Get to Alabama out there. Anybody yeah. interested? That little information. So, man, we appreciate it. Thanks, bud. Oh, yeah, no problem. And uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, share, download on Apple, Spotify, Podbean, uh, the YouTube channel. Uh, we'll post out clips of this uh, next week, and then we'll probably drop it on Friday. So um, I appreciate everybody. Like, share, subscribe. Thanks, Jake. Thank you, sir. Oh, that was good. Man, but you could probably just sit here all Oh, easy. Talk about easy. strong man all day. Now you can see how podcast is going to be.
Sai de rato.